Peace and welcome to another episode of Artistry, where art meets industry. We are your hosts, Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Season four of Artistry is powered by Words, Beats, and Life. Peace, 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 and welcome to Artistry, where art meets industry. We are Rochelle Etienne Robinson and Stan Substantial Robinson. Happy Wednesday, folks. We took a brief break last week to do a little bit of traveling, but we're Mm -hmm. back, and we have a very special guest with us today. Um, If you are joining us for the very first time, welcome. Uh, Welcome to Artistry, the podcast where we interview visual and performing artists and arts administrators to learn about their creative journey. Mm -hmm. If you are joining joining us for the first time please and you like what you hear or see please make sure to like and subscribe to our channel we very much would appreciate it if you are a returning guest or returning viewer welcome back we have a great show in store for you today today's guest i've actually known personally for over a decade i initially met quinn um back when i was working for dcps at ludlow taylor go lt uh, mm-hmm. elementary school and she was working with uh, Joy of Motion um, Dance Center here in DC off of H Street. So our guests, just to give you a little bit of um, some information, right? Our guest is Quinn L. Johnson. She is a master and international arts-based educator. She's a social entrepreneur and performing artist. In 2022, she became a Harvard University graduate from the School of Education. Okay, all right, she okay. is the co-founder of Soul Defined, the Washington metro area's leading arts organization specializing in percussive dance. Quinn is the author of a children's book, Lucky's tap dancing feet and in 2020 she received the kennedy center's local dance commission award and if there wasn't more mm. is a three-time individual artist award recipient of dance choreography from the maryland state arts council please welcome today's guest quinn johnson quinn hey 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 girl Peace. hey what's going how on how you do I'm good. I'm listening to all these accolades and I'm like, oh crap. Okay. Hold, hold on one second. Wait a minute. I didn't. We got to get that applause in there. You know what I'm saying? Clap it up for you. It's only right, you know. Thank you. I was a little slow on the draw there. I apologize, you know. No worries. No worries at all. Yeah, but welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. And it's amazing. You not, you went to not one HU, but you went to two HUs. You went to Howard first. Yeah. And then you went to Harvard. And we're going to get into that. But okay. congratulations. But I know it's been a minute since we've spoken, since seen each other. Um, yeah. And I'm just so happy for you with all the success and all that you've been doing. You know, Thank the great you. thing about social media is that, you know, it lets you keep tabs on folks. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so, so incredibly happy for you with all the success that you've right. seen. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And so, as we mentioned before, you know, with artistry, we love, you know, this this show was birthed from the pandemic. And so we always like to start the show with finding out, first of all, first and foremost, how are you doing, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally? And how was these last couple of years? How was that for you during the pandemic? How am I doing? I am exhausted. I wake up early um, because I've gotten back into training more regularly so that I can um, 
have more energy and stamina while performing on stage. So mm-hmm. I've been working, waking up pretty early and um, Soul Define has been contracted to be arts integration coach at the um, Summer Arts and Learning Program in DC. So spending time there and by the time the afternoon comes three o'clock, I'm ready to take a nap. Yes, right. <laughs> we we definitely um, very much participate yeah. and believe in the nap time. Nap. I don't know why it stopped at preschool. National nap time. Yes. Great. Other countries do it. We are missing out. Right. 100%. Yeah, I'm exhausted, but um, I'm glad. I mean, I definitely have energy for this. I'm happy to be in conversation with you both. And then I'm just excited for this new season that I'm in. The past few years have been non stop, go, Mm -hmm. go, go. So, during the pandemic, I really did not get a time or uh, get a chance to pause because mm-hmm. all of our programming for Soul Defined transitioned into digital programming. Mm-hmm. And that means we continue to produce and create myself and my co-founder, Ryan Johnson, continue to produce and create and be in classrooms, even virtually and staying up on the possibilities and really being able to scale the offerings for Soul Divine. So um, I'm looking forward to a vacation yeah. for sure. I second that. Yeah. 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 No, no one over here is mad at that idea. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 well, it sounds like you earned it too. You out here doing a lot of great work, you know? So, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting you said that I earned it. Sometimes I don't think I realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I learned. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all got to do a better job at acknowledging the fact that, like, you know, it's rest. Rest is a right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You you have a right to rest. Like we all work hard, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're going to go back to going to go back a little bit, go okay. back in time. Um, so you were born and raised in Flint, Michigan. Yes. Um, so tell us what was your first introduction to the arts? Was it performing arts? Or was it visual arts? Uh, performing arts. I'm, I'm strictly a performing artist. I have zero drawing talent <laughs> at all. I can pick out a great photograph, but yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so I am born and raised in Flint, Michigan. I am the youngest of three girls raised mm. by a single mother um, mm. who was amazing. She since passed on to the ancestor room about 23 years ago. So, um my mother put all three of us in dance at mm. Creative Expressions Dance Studio, which is the area dance studio, um, predominantly black. Mm. And I was introduced to the arts from there. Um, our teachers had us singing, but not only singing, we had to, uh, no, I'm sorry, dance. We were introduced mm-hmm. to dance, the arts, but um, we had to sing sometimes. Mm. Uh, we had to work on being expressive and emoting and playing different characters, which I didn't understand at the time. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm doing the steps mm-hmm. that you asked me to do. There is right. no um, further connection beyond that. And in addition to that, I used to terrorize my family dancing at home, you know, <laughs> tearing up the wood floors in my room, you know, tap dancing through the grocery store or the mall, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, it was mama's fault. She put you in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, blessings to her and your family. Blessings 
Um, so from that, so f- and then a little bit fast forward, so you continue to dance, mm-hmm. and then you decided to come to the east side, to the east coast, yeah. and join the folks over at Howard University. Tell us about that experience. So I actually transferred from Michigan State University mm. to Howard. Okay. Um, I transferred after my mother passed because I, I needed a new experience. And being the youngest in the family, um, you are the baby. Like everybody looks mm. out for you and does the things for you. And 100%. I wanted to be able to get lost on my own and have to use my own brain to figure it out. Yeah, And so I came to visit a friend at Howard and got an application that day and filled it out and submitted it and was admitted. And Howard really exposed me to learning more about myself as Mm -hmm. an African-American woman Um, and and laid a good foundation for the type of person that I want to be. I was introduced to a um, African dance company called Insa. Um, which means to extol excellence and discourage satisfaction with the second rate. Mm-hmm. And I started to get exposed to doing more things um, of the African diaspora, which I was like, oh my God, I, I with African dance, I did a little bit in Flint, but not to the extent that I was doing at Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it exposed me to a huge network. I know a lot of times people think historically black colleges and universities, everybody there is like you. And mm-hmm. that couldn't be further from the truth because yeah. we are not all the same. So why would you go? Why would you think everybody at this mm-hmm. university, college or university is just like you? We may have the same skin tone. We may be all be melanated, but we all come mm-hmm. from vastly right. different experiences. Yeah. And I loved my time at Howard. I always said, oh, undergrad, I would do it over. Wow. A little so- more money, but I would do it <laughs> over. That part. Right. right. <laughs> You know, that's, oh gosh, you know, we have, being in the DMV area, you, you, there's, there's a plethora of universities in the Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. to choose from, but Howard, I mean, not only is it a great school, but the, um, the alumni that you have access to, I think one of the last times actually we, we saw each other was, um, when Debbie Allen came for a visit and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now Felicia Rashad is the Dean. And I'm just like, Oh my God, imagine, you know, one minute you watching TV and you seeing, you know, you seeing these people and then the next minute you're seeing them, you know, just watch passing the yard. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, I, that's an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. I always think that, um, you know, if I if I did go back to school, mm-hmm. like just wanting that experience, we both went to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York, okay. and shout out to Pratt. But uh, yeah, we were less than six percent of the population at Pratt. Mm. Um, you know, so I mean, I think I think the one thing that that experience kind of gave us was that. Um, it made like the folks who were there, like the black folks that were there, was such a tight knit group. You know what I mean? Um, and still have relationships yep. with everybody to this day. But also, um, it made us also build like closer relationships with the community because we were in Brooklyn, New York. Like you mm-hmm. know, before it was uh, more gentrified. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. And so, um, so we were constantly. You know, there were people be like. Whatever you do, don't go that way. <laughs> right? Would say things like that on tours, and we knew it was like, oh, we're going that way, right? <laughs> right? right. And um, yeah, but like I, every time I talk to people who went to um, Howard, 
Hampton or uh, or uh, Morgan State, mm-hmm. um, Bowie State, all of these different spots and hearing their experiences, you know, can't help uh, but be a little, little jealous. Yeah, it's a little jealous. Little, like, little oh, jealous. man, it sounds like jelly. it was an amazing experience, you know. Yeah, no, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, throughout your experience, I mean, you um not only as a performing artist but became um a teacher um facilitator choreographer Mm -hmm. so tell us how did that how did you transition from becoming because you're still very much a performing artist Mm -hmm. but you got into the teaching route as well so Mm -hmm. tell us about that so that i'm gonna have to take you on a little bit of a journey okay we're ready we're ready we strapped in so once i graduated from howard i went to do an internship at the allen guttmacher center in new york so i was in new york um doing this work and I came back to the DC area and took a position at um, a management firm based in Tyson's, Virginia, Tyson's mm-hmm. Corner, Virginia. Okay. And I'm waking up every day uh, early in the morning to sit in traffic. I have to wear this navy blue suits and things and I'm sitting here bored at work. I'm literally Google chatting with my friends because I'm so bored and what happens? I got fired. Wow. So um, not only did I get fired, but I suffered a very traumatic accident in my home where I almost severed my feet. Whoa. Yeah. So the experience of having to regain my physicality, being able to walk again and not only walk, but to dance, I had to go through a lot of physical therapy. And um, my sister actually... (laughs) When I was in the hospital, she was like, oh, no, we're not having this. Let me go find you the best doctor that can mm-hmm. fix whatever's going on. So shout outs to her because we would I would probably be in a different place right now. Yeah. Um, and the art form of tap dance, those basic things that we learn, we are five years old. Mm-hmm. I started to use those elements to help build my strength in my feet and my legs. And during this time, I started to write down some goals that I have for myself. I want to have my own program with kids learning about the arts. I want to work in this type of environment. I started writing those things down. This is 2005. And so after getting fired, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I found the opportunity to be a coordinator at Joy of Motion. Well, mm-hmm. that turned from part-time coordinator to full-time director of community engagement in arts and education. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I found goals that I had written in 2005 mm-hmm. that said I would have my own program. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I, I think I've, I've stayed too long. So if it's time for me to go and I have to jump and go from being a part-time artist and, um, full-time in the office, arts administrator, I need to make sure that I'm ready. I come from a family that you gonna have to prove that you can do this, right? right? Right. So uh, my middle sister, Alexis, she does not believe in me being an artist and living check to check. So how are you gonna do this and not live check to check, right? Mm. So now I have to prove to my older sister that I can do this and my middle sister, okay? Mm. (laughs) So I'm like, all right. so. It's interesting, the universe will conspire to give you what you need. I found out about um, an organization called Young Audiences from Maryland. Mm -hmm. They're now called Arts for Learning Maryland. Mm -hmm. Found out about Wolf Trap, and I started training and learning about this industry, this teaching artist industry Mm -hmm. that I had no idea even existed. 
And this allowed me to dive deeper into my love for being with kids, my love for educating through the arts. How can I bring this in tap dance into the classroom? Because a lot of students are not exposed to tap dance. Yeah. It is a uniquely black American art form. Mm -hmm. And then when I go into the schools and I'm tap dancing and these kids' minds are and eyes are wide and how are you making these sounds with your feet? That in turn dovetailed into, well, how can I connect tap dance to literacy and math and mm -hmm. use it as a tool to engage students to um, in a different way and just really really get them excited to learn and return to the classroom? which dovetailed into, well, how do I get the teachers to adopt some of the things that I'm doing in the classroom and do it with the kids long after I've gone? So the trajectory of arts education and teaching artistry for me has been phenomenal. So now I'm to the point where um, I get to do this programming with my company, Soul Define, mm -hmm. and I have all these ideas that I talked to my co-founder, Ryan, about and that just like, I'm like, oh, maybe we can do this and maybe we can do that and maybe we should try this and can we do this? Um, and it allows me an opportunity to stretch not only with tap dance, but we also focus on body percussion as well um, mm. and creating beats with your body and exposing kids to not only tap dance, but body percussion as well, which is an art form that we don't get to see done as often as we should and explored as often as we should. Yeah. So the the trajectory of quinn from finding out about from writing those goals in 2005 to today i am i am definitely very proud of myself for yeah. art form that i didn't even know existed i'm interested in creating opportunities for college students that are interested in the arts to be able to learn about being a teaching artist and learn about arts based education and how they can use that as a tool become certified and then take that into the world and grow mm -hmm. with their artistry as well yeah yeah kudos to you like let, definitely thank <laughs> you because <laughs> because it's, it's you know to seeing that seeing the the before right because i remember the progression from mm -hmm. being coordinator george motion motion to being the director and then starting your own path and it's great to be in an area that actually definitely supports because you know those of us who are in the industry are well very familiar with wolf trap and mm -hmm. young audiences you know um and you have been awarded for your work because not one time not two times but three times receiving an uh, individual <laughs> artist grant, mm -hmm. which is not, I mean, for those who are in the industry, I could tell you now as a former grants manager, like it's very competitive. You know, mm -hmm. it's merit-based. Mm -hmm. You have to you put your best foot forward. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, competing for sometimes a little bit of money. And so yeah. to receive it once is a huge success. Mm -hmm. But three times, okay, boo, so you gotta, you gotta give us a cheat code. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, you know, in applying, you know, to, for our audience, let's talk about that process of process mm -hmm. of applying for the grant. Um, in your experience, what are, what do you think people are looking for? Like, what should people, what advice, what advice do you have? Like, as far as what people should be including in their proposals? You know what, before you can even apply for the grant, you have to know about it. And two, mm -hmm. you have to feel like you are worthy of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. there is a little bit of, um, what's the word I want to use? 
I can't even think of word like a, a knowing within yourself that I can apply for this. I've, yes, yeah. I've done the work. Um, I can apply for this and not just oh, I'm just gonna you know BS my way through this and that and submit mm -hmm. it and we'll see. And then you don't get it and you're like, oh, well, this wasn't for me and they don't. You know, if right. if you're going to going to apply for an opportunity, a grant, a performance, put your whole self into it. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have things prepared that show what you've created, what yeah. you've done out in the world. So having um, electronic press kit has been something that has been helpful mm -hmm. for myself as well as for Soul Define the company. Um, and having a, a biography, like somebody can write up the things that you've done for you if you feel like you're not a good person with words. Um, a lot of times I would lean into some of my friends. I have amazing friends that also graduated from Howard University that are amazing wordsmiths. One of them is in the chat, Niambi Winter. Amazing <laughs> wordsmith that I can like, uh, I type this up. Let me send it to you. Let me know what you think. And she'll be <laughs> like, no, no, yes, no, 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 no. So using your resources, a lot of times we want to reach up and grab to people mm -hmm. and network with people, but it's also important to reach across to yes. your side and, and who's in your immediate surroundings that has that thing that you don't have. And it's okay to ask for help mm -hmm. and build your, um, build your toolkit, have video, mm -hmm. even if it's on an iPhone of the things that you have done. Don't second guess. Is it going to be good enough? Is it um, is this, is it the best product? Because a lot of times those things will stop us from even doing the thing. Know that you are good enough. Know that you are going to try your best and submit your best work and mm -hmm. go from there. Shoot your shot. Mm -hmm. I will shoot my shot at a lot of things. And if it lands, perfect. If it doesn't. OK, I'm on to the next shot. Yeah. I'm so happy that you mentioned um, the very first thing you said is first you have to be aware of that it's even available mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I used to work for the Arts Council in Fairfax. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I realized is that particularly us, you know, for uh, for our people, we're not necessarily aware of all the, the resources and, and um, opportunities that are available to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so you With have the to... exception of D.C. DC yeah, is D.C. Definitely, <laughs> not, we, we know. <laughs> DC. But when you step outside of D.C., a yeah. lot of times we don't know about yeah. those opportunities. Yeah. 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 I mean, but D.C. has a, has a bigger budget oh, and yeah. they can market and promote and folks are very much aware and the, 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 the network is smaller. It's very yeah, tight-knit. Sure, sure. Everybody knows each other. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's the, the very first Step is just being aware and one of the things that we do with our business is making pe folks aware of different opportunities that are out there and exactly with what you said making sure that you have a great portfolio of work you have a great body of work have videos have evidence have articles whatever you have you can compile together to basically put your best foot forward and to show and prove that you are very, you know, much worthy. Because with these merit-based, and for those that don't know, with merit-based scholarships, grants, it's based on your experience. But the money that you, if you are able to be awarded, that money, unless they give a stipulation of what it can be used for, you can use it for your, mm -hmm. your own personal development. If you're going to travel, you know, it really depends on what the, the regulations are for the grant but sometimes you can hey you need a like we talked about vacation early yeah. you need a vacation because you've been working guess what you can use that for right that, so. right yeah 100%. yeah so the other thing i wanted to um co-sign on that you said um about you know 
instead of uh, reaching outside of your network a lot of times, tapping into the people mm -hmm. you know. Absolutely. Um, any of my students <laughs> watching this right now, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that is something I stress to people like mm -hmm. all the time, you know, especially if you're blessed enough to go to um, go to college, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many great people, you know, college, high school, wherever. There's so many great people that's going to come out of that institution to go on and do amazing things mm -hmm. that you're going to build relationships with that you can reach out and tap at yeah. any given point. Like, yeah. you know, especially if you're keeping contact. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, that's the only reason why we're here right now, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. know, so. Right. You didn't want to take the next one? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so your co-founder of Soul Define, um, how did you first develop your style and how would you define, um, your, how would you define soul, you know, and, you know, we're talking about soul. Come on. Soul, ah. you, know what I'm saying? Okay. you know what I'm saying? Soul, but soul, you know. <laughs> Man, how did I create my style? Is that the question? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did you develop your style? That's interesting because growing up, um, I always wanted to dance like another person, mm -hmm. whether it be pictures of Savion on my wall or that's where um, it starts, right? For a lot of yeah, idolizing, yeah. imitating, um, mm -hmm. and that's where it started for me. Like I would look at the styles of people like Savion, people like um, Dormisha, mm -hmm. people like uh, Diane Walker, and mm -hmm. want to emulate those styles. And mm -hmm. it's something about some switch that happened around college mm -hmm. and being in the um, company inside learning about dances of the more dances of the African diaspora and how my body naturally moves and how can I take the create the essence of Quinn that is uniquely me um, and bring that to the stage mm -hmm. and no longer mimic other people because their styles are inspiration to me um, mm -hmm. But I don't need to mimic that. I need yeah. to figure out who am I in the dance. So um, it took a lot of self-discovery and trying on different things. I think that's the great thing about being a performing artist, about being a dancer. When I get to perform with um, the cast of Soul Define, you are going to see four to five different styles on that stage. We'll mm -hmm. match and then we won't match because our own energy and our own essence is the thing that shines through. And that's the thing that's most important. We can tell the same story, but we can all put a little different sauce when we tell yeah. it a story. You know how it is when you having a conversation with your people, you might mm -hmm. add a little sauce, but somebody else might tell the story a, a different way. And that's the same right. thing when right. we get on the stage. What is your unique sauce? What makes you uniquely you? And for me, I define my soul as being Afropolitan. Mm -hmm. So I love dipping into things of the African diaspora. I love um, one thing that I'm exploring a lot is sand dance. Mm -hmm. So we don't get to see sand dance as much as we have, as much as there were in, I don't know what years, uh, I want to say like 1940s, 1930s or so. I could be reaching. Um, mm -hmm. But we have two masters of sand dance, one female and one male. Everybody knows about Howard Sandman Sims. If you've mm -hmm. seen the Apollo, the man that comes out and pulls yep. everybody yep. off the stage. But we don't know about Harriet Quicksand Brown. Mm. I so, only learned about her 
while researching you. you yes. Know? I mean, and this is somebody that I didn't know about when I first started to explore rhythms and creating rhythms in the sand. I was looking at Sandman, but I was also looking at the influence of dances um, from Botswana. Mm-hmm. And the way that they create rhythms in the sand. And then I came upon Harriet Quicksand Brown and was like, oh, my gosh, she looks like me. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that I know about her and um, was able to find more information on her through a contact at the Library of Congress, I want to know about her life. Like, right. what was she like? She grew up in Chicago, dropped out of school. Uh, I want to say what we would consider to be middle school, high school to be in the chorus line where she couldn't fit none of the costumes because everybody was an adult and she was a teenager, but she wanted to be in the chorus line to going from there to New York. And um, according to her, everybody was doing sand dance, Mm -hmm. but we only know about a certain group of people doing Mm -hmm. the art form. And I mean, that could be history's fault. I have no idea, but I'm glad to be able to know her and to be able to speak her name and to be able to explore some of her work along with things that make me um, uniquely me as well. Um, and and Soul Define, um, Ryan and I titled the company Soul Define because there's a lot of times we want to put things into a, a box because if we put it in a box, then that'll help us understand it and identify it in a specific way. And so mm-hmm. when we talk about tap dance, a lot of people, well, the first thing they do is like move their feet. Oh, tap dance. They want to move their feet around. And I used to tap dance when I was five. And okay. Wow. I don't, I don't want to take that energy or excitement away from you. But mm-hmm. now that you know that I'm a tap dancer, let's dive mm-hmm. a little bit more deeper into this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes people will try to say, Oh, well, are you a rhythm tap dancer or no, they say tapper. Lord, mm-hmm. <laughs> we are not tappers. We are mm-hmm. tap dancers, just right. like they are. There are not ballets. Yeah, right. they're ballerinas or ballet dancers. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not jazzers. They're jazz dancers. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Let them know. They're not Lindyers. <laughs> Lord, they're not tappers. So. I'm getting I'm getting off course. Sorry, I had to take that. But no, no, no you are. This this, this is why this is why we're here. You know, yeah. like yeah. for for the people that know, they can they can feel confident watching the interview and learning about you and saying that. Mm-hmm, that's right. She knows what she's talking about. And then for the people that don't know, they can. Go, oh, you know, they yeah. can go ahead and get that gem. Yeah, but um, stop saying tapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I was really about to say was um. So people try to say, are you Broadway tap? Are you rhythm tap? And for us, all tap dance has rhythm. So Mm -hmm. how you specifically define your soul? How do you define your soul? The S-O-L, the foot soul, your Mm -hmm. S-O-U-L soul? How do you define your soul? What is your say in this thing that we are creating? We are borrowing this art form. We don't own it. I didn't create these steps. I learned these steps and I'm doing them in a, in a specific way that tells a specific story. But this art form has existed for decades and centuries beyond me and it'll continue mm-hmm. on after me. It's a global art form. So. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we appreciate it. Uh, for those just tuning in, we're talking with Quinn Johnson right now. Amazing, amazing um, artist, uh, tap dancer. 
Not Tapper. Not right? Tapper. Come on now. We don't, we don't want to create. We don't want to cause no problems out here. So stop saying Tappers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hashtag stop saying Tappers. <laughs> right? You know? But yeah, but uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, before we come back with more Quinn Johnson because we want to uh, make sure that we shout out our amazing sponsors. Shout out the Words, Beats, and Life. Um, doing amazing work in the community. So we're going to take a quick minute to hear from them and we'll be back with more Quinn Johnson. Y'all hang tough. My name is Jakia Hall and I am the Academy Manager and the Fashion Design Teacher. I've always been creative on my own, but being able to actually express it through a medium and being able to showcase to others the type of creativity I had probably helped me in the best way in terms of confidence. I've always been passionate about keeping the youth in the arts. It wasn't really an outlet when I was younger. Being able to showcase that to younger students who at a time may not have someone that is telling them that being an artist is a real career and also being a black woman of course being able to be that figure for them and let them know that if i can do it you can do it if not better that's why i'm at words beats in life enroll in my fashion design class today at wblinc.org academy all right thank you again to words beats and life for being a sponsor of the artistry podcast for two seasons we appreciate y'all um yeah and um shout out again to them for the amazing work that they're doing their summer academy is about to come to a close um so that means fall academy is right around the corner and us over here at substantial art and music had the pleasure of um designing a new ad for them which you'll be seeing around the city real soon Mm -hmm. so go ahead register for those classes because you can learn so much uh from them from visual art um various performing artists um uh, performing arts pardon me djing breaking um graffiti art photography they also have business classes including one that i teach so definitely um check out words beats in life um shout out to them for the millionth time we appreciate y'all all All right absolutely um but we are back here with the sister quinn johnson that's right you you reminded me our last guest uh shout out the pinky ring she did that sale so many times. I keep saying I'm gonna go back and sample her yes. doing it when we use it <laughs> so going we forward. It. Yeah, going forward, you it. know. Yeah. But uh, this is also like the ladies' half of the season. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, the ladies okay. have been holding it down. We started out. It was a. It was a. It was a sausage party for it like really the first was. few episodes. But <laughs> scheduling wise. You know, the, we had to save the best for last. So all the ladies was like, we got okay. y'all later. We got Absolutely. y'all later. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Right. Well, you know, we're going to transition a, a, a little bit. So in spite of current events with um, regarding Harvard University and the overturning of affirmative action, um, Harvard as an institution, of course, is still very much carries weight when we when we talk about higher education, of course, uh, Ivy League education. And Quinn, you are a recent graduate um, have a, obtained a master's in education. Can you speak to us about your experience, like how that process was? Um, what was your biggest lesson that you learned from that from that time there? Ooh, my biggest lesson. That's a great question. I, I learned a lot of lessons while at Harvard, um, and I had a great time. I mean, the education program 
we call it Hugsy, <laughs> Harvard Graduate <laughs> School of Education. Yeah. And it was like United Nations mm. because I met people from all over the globe committed to bridging the gap between access, mm. the have and the have not. Um, how can we make this education thing better and more inclusive for everybody? And that was huge because a, a lot of times uh, we can work in silos mm -hmm. and it's, it's difficult to find people that are doing the same type of work or industry or work within the industry that you're in mm -hmm. to the depth that you want to be able to do it. My goal is to create a global arts-based brand through Soul Define. Mm -hmm. And so to do that, I need to go here and know what's happening globally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So meeting people from Pakistan, meeting people from Bangladesh, meeting people from the UK, um, people from Colorado, like mm -hmm. what are the things that are happening in our educational dynamic and what can, what can the arts do in this situation? So a lot of times I'm the only professional performing artist in any of my classes. Um, mm -hmm. Everything was very heady, very um, very, very like thought provoking, mm -hmm. you know, um, and asking you to dive deeper into the conversation, not be not be surface level. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that because it allowed me to push past the things that I know and build a new language and a new understanding for where I want things things to go. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned that, um, Soul Define had to transition its programming as everybody did over COVID to being digital. Well, mm -hmm. I took a course at, at Harvard around, uh, it's called informal learning. That's the name of the course, Professor mm -hmm. Joe Blatt. And who does he contract to be some of our guests for this course? Sesame Street. Wow. So wow. I got to meet the executives of Sesame Street. One of them is a black woman chocolate with locks. And I lost my mind. I was like texting my family, oh my God. The executive <laughs> of Sesame Street is a black woman and she got locks. Like I'm texting everybody. And, and I really learned um, and gain the language and understanding for the things that we do um, mm -hmm. as being a form of informal learning through media literacy. Mm -hmm. We are becoming literate through watching Sesame Street. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we won't acknowledge that Sesame Street is one of our foundational tools for building language, for mm -hmm. understanding math, for building social emotional learning skills. No, it's just a TV show. I'm going to put my kids down. They're going to watch Sesame Street. I'm going to go watch my stories and do whatever I want to do. Right. It's bigger than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being able to participate and be in some of the classrooms and conversations at Harvard. Oh, my God. My professor of um, social entrepreneurship and education and innovation, Mr. Professor uh, Fernando Reimers. Mm -hmm. When I tell you I'm sitting in class and he is literally challenging me specifically to speak up and use my voice. He asked me a mm -hmm. question. I was like, I don't know. He said, you do know. Mm. OK, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, here, Jedi <laughs> mind tricking. Not, <laughs> and, 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 and in actuality, I did know, and it mm -hmm. was 
he was really creating a safe space for me to try it out. And if it don't work, let's have a conversation and figure out where do we need to go? Um, I was able to start to build a project that's a digital learning tool, a digital arts integration tool called Lucky Learning, which connects to my children's book Um, and, and an opportunity for educators to be able to watch these lessons and videos, try it out in the classroom with your students or do it on your own, but build their own specific acumen in arts integration and how to bring mm-hmm. movement into the classroom so that they feel comfortable after I've left the classroom to continue doing the work. Mm-hmm. So Harvard exposed me to a lot. I think the biggest thing that I was, I was skeptical, like, oh my God, I have not written an academic paper in years, mm-hmm. decades at that point. Like, can I, can I do this? Right. Yeah. Can I do this? Um, and that was the biggest question. A friend of mine, um, Asia Upchurch, who's a professor at Harvard, had to come over and be like, girl, get it together. Yes, you can. Come get this currency. You've already been doing the work. She literally said, you've been doing the work. Come get this currency and let's go. And you end up building a network that um, can travel with you for, for years. I had a great time at Harvard. It was kind of nerve wracking to know that I had to leave this bubble that I was in and go back into the world and apply a lot of this material because it became a safe space, a challenging safe space. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, but I, I appreciate and one of my takeaways from listening to you is that also being able to own the narrative, because I think what happens with particularly with art but particularly black arts right mm-hmm. is that it'll it'll travel far and wide and then folks end up taking ownership which you know it happens yeah. naturally but then don't know the history mm-hmm. don't know where yeah. it came from you know don't know this the story behind it and so i commend you again for with what you're doing with soul define and, and showing you know the history of where mm-hmm. this came from this is not just something that popped up like this is from like you said centuries mm-hmm. of people and it's evolved and has changed mm-hmm. and has morphed and you know so i th- i think um that's just as important as well yeah 100 percent. acknowledging the contributions of those who came before Absolutely. us right oh yeah. we have to yeah yeah, hundreds, yeah. Uh, we didn't 100%. do it by ourselves we didn't create this right. thing by ourselves yeah. Right. I am literally living in the house that Tap built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get here on my own at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, of course, while uh, learning about you and what you do, um, you know, one of the things that caught our attention, of course, is that you're a traveler. We love to travel. And yeah. so, um, you know, like talking about the different places you've traveled, like Peru, uh, Peru, um, Brazil, Uganda, Ghana, Belize, St. Thomas, and more. Like, what has been your um, experience as an international teaching artist? Oh, I love what I do. Um, my experience, uh, specifically thinking about Uganda, um, so my company, Soul Define, is. Um, artists on the roster for an organization in New York called Arts Ignite. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Arts Ignite. And they invited me to travel to Uganda. There was a school there, the Bako Foundation in Changwali, Uganda. And mm-hmm. they specifically service refugees from uh, the Congo. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to see how they can include the arts within their academics to support their students. Mm-hmm. Now, traveling to Uganda is 
I want to say, how how long is that? 18 hours or so? Like, it's not a quick yeah. trip. I had to go <laughs> no, 11 hours to to Amsterdam. Okay. So or you Dubai, got it. And then come down mm-hmm. <laughs> another eight hours or six hours or whatever. Um, yeah. See, when I went, we went through, we, uh, we took Ethiopian Airlines. So we flew oh. to Ethiopia. So it was a little shorter for me, okay. but. We went to Ethiopia, then Uganda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a rough. Yeah, that's a eighteen hours is rough. Like anything over ten is rough, but eighteen <laughs> hours that's a, that's two whole almost two whole days. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close to. Yeah, um, close so enough. <laughs> we get you get to Uganda, and it's it's always fun to see melanated people that look like me in another country, like mm-hmm. as the majority. I'm like, ah, yeah. we out here. So. Um, driving through Kampala and there's a huge market area. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it, but that thing is packed. Yes. Filled with people and stalls. And I'm in the vehicle like, yeah. oh my God. Because they're the <laughs> entrepreneurial capital of the world. There's more entrepreneurs Ooh. in Uganda than anywhere in the world. More See, business. I didn't know time. that, but I, yeah. after being there and seeing all the different stalls, all the, the buzz and the energy that's happening, I'm like, yeah. whoa. So yeah. we're traveling through there and then continue. Now, Changwali is five hours from Kampala. Boy. Yeah, see, so you went out further than I did. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I get to this area. It's a new area. I want to say it's, it's being built up. It's not being gentrified, but it is mm-hmm. being built up as a popular area. And mm-hmm. um, we get to Changwali and I meet these teachers that are so excited to learn mm. about the arts and about tap dance. They don't know anything about tap dance. That's wild. So how am I going to get you? This is always the question, whether I'm in the U.S. or I'm on the continent, how am I going to get you to understand this art form mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. able to replicate some of its elements with integrity? Yeah. Because I'm not yeah. expecting you to be able to do what I do if I'm only here with you for a week and a half, two weeks. Right. That's not possible. And that's disrespectful to the art form, right? right? But I can give you some tools of how to create a steady beat. What element of tap dance, whether it be steady beat, improvisation, choreography, or rhythm, can I give you that you can understand and do in the classroom? And the teachers were like empty vessels, ready to learn, ready to try it out. There's always some apprehension at at first, like wanting to be perfect, Mm -hmm. but perfection does not exist. Mm -hmm. So breaking down that wall of just, you know, hey, try it out and let's see how you can add this into your classroom culture. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it has to add into your classroom culture. I'm going home. Right. Right. Um, and seeing them be able to gain that information and flourish, they surprised me on the last day and had me crying, like with the, mm. a presentation of here's what we learned from you. Thank wow. you for coming. And I'm like, OK, mm. it works. <laughs> they going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> like a proud so, mama. I know. <laughs> yeah. So different experiences like that. Um, I visited St. Thomas regularly because I was doing a tour of a show, Broadway show called After Midnight aboard mm-hmm. a ship. And I met a woman at a cafe that happened to work in the schools there and set up time to actually go and visit one of the schools there and do a book reading tap dance workshop with the kids. Wow. So we we did a whole arts experience with them around tap dance. And the students are, it, it's always interesting how 
the students are always just so engaged, so hungry, so excited to learn Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I love that. That has been Mm -hmm. like one of the major highlights of all of the things that I get to do. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, that's a perfect segue because in 2011, you wrote a children's book, uh, Lucky's Tap Dancing Feet, a story about a horse who wants to learn how to tap dance but has some challenges. Now, historically, tap dancing has been a male-dominated field. Um, What have been some of your, some of the challenges and advantages of being a female hoofer. Mm, hoofer. Hoofer. Thank yep. you. Hoofer. Yeah. Hoof. Challenges. <laughs> um, I haven't had any outside challenges. My challenges have been within my myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, there was I haven't encountered any male or female um, tap dancer that didn't encourage me or tell me that I couldn't do it or didn't push me to do the thing. Um, so I've definitely been blessed in that yeah. way. Um, yeah, that the, the challenge has been mine of getting mm-hmm. out of my own head. Um, mm-hmm. With tap dance being a improvisational art form, it's critical that you find your own voice in this thing, in the dance. And it's critical that you be able to express your voice mm-hmm. in front of others and yourself. I mean, it's, it's um, And it it can be hard because you want to be as great as the person standing next to you if you're in a jam session or if you're on the stage, you want to do something that's just so out the box crazy that everybody can be like, oh, and I had to move away from that because it stopped me from being myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And and being myself is something that I continue. That's a continual journey. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, the challenge would be my own. Of, and within myself yeah what was the other part of the question yeah the other part was to tell us more about um about the book and how mm-hmm. did that oh, yeah. come to be yeah so while i was working um as an arts administrator um specifically i wanted to find children's books that i could give to my students that i was teaching about tap mm-hmm. dance and there weren't any and I was like, oh, maybe I'll create like a tap instructional book. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And I, I remember that I grew up loving to create my own stories and writing my own poems. And um, I say I'm not a visual artist, but I did used to like draw stuff and put it on a hat. Y'all remember those little paints that you mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. on the shirt? Made all kinds <laughs> yeah. of stuff for my mama, okay? Um, <laughs> and so tapping back into that, I was trying to figure out, well, who's the character for this book going to be? And I was visiting um, my sister and her children at the time and talking to my nephew. And he was like, oh, TT, why not a horse? And I was like, oh, so that's how (laughs) it became a horse. He was, I think, five at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. He's now grown and in his senior year at Morehouse. Um, And so I started to think about what are the stories that I was experiencing as a kid and how can I how can I tell those stories through this character? So that created Lucky's Tap Dancing Feet. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll publish it. And I started to think about, well, what's the process to publish? And that got overwhelming. And I looked at self-publishing. I was like, at least I'll make a book for me and my grandma, because mm-hmm. this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but I ended up making several copies and then being able to sell those copies. And then not only that, but turn it into a stage production, which I uh, got to work with a director um, based in DC, Sandy. I haven't seen her in forever, but definitely love and miss her so much. 
um, Sandy Holloway. And we brought Lucky Sap Dancing Feet to life on on the stage. Um, you can't see him, my nephew, but he's in this hat behind the mm. girl in the yellow and my niece in these. Uh, I had to put my kids on stage. I needed some, yeah. I needed some people to bring this thing to life. Right. He's <laughs> in the suspenders. And a lot of these students that you see in this image are students that I've worked with mm-hmm. and hired them to actually become the characters and awesome. perform. It was it's children performing for other children and bringing yeah. this show to life. That's yeah. So dope. And you know the shoe. Have, I mean, having the horse actually makes sense because horses wear shoes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, no, that's super dope, super dope. Yeah, I always. I mean, it's one of my like uh, one of my pet peeves is like, you know, when you come across people who complain that there aren't certain things out there, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately, I'm like, what's stopping you from creating this thing that you claim claim there's a need for, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's a need for it. So, what's stopping you from doing the thing? So, you know, just shout out to you for being like, yeah, I couldn't find any of these books. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make one. So I made you know one. I mean? <laughs> yeah, why? I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and write that book. Why not? You know? yeah, why not? That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So, um. Let's uh, transition a bit and like, I mean, you've told us so many stories, um, you know, so many amazing stories and where where, um, you know, this art form has taken you and all of that. Um, so what do you feel like is the general impact that it has had on your life? Like, what do you feel like is, you know, if you had to be like. I mean, I know it's a lot of different things, right? It's impacted you in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But if you had to summarize that, what would it be? The biggest impact that I am continuing to learn is that I live in abundance. Mm. Mm. I like that. That is the, the biggest thing. Um, and that my ability to speak things into existence. And recently, I... um. This might sound crazy. Okay, but recently I started working with a vision coach because I have all these ideas, all these things that I want to do and how do they connect to each other and how do I streamline this vision to make it clear, clear, absolutely, absolutely clear. And, um, oh wait, what did I want to share? She talks about saturating yourself in the vision, Mm -hmm. right? and one of the lessons was about this this infinite ocean and you go to the the ocean with a teaspoon and you put the teaspoon in the ocean and the ocean gives you the teaspoon of whatever you ask for right mm-hmm. um and then somebody else goes with the bucket mm-hmm. and you put your bucket in the water of the infinite and you get a bucket okay. mm-hmm. and i realized I've been going to this ocean, this infinite ocean with a teaspoon, thinking mm-hmm. I had a bucket. And it's really a teaspoon. So how do I think if I know that I can speak some things into existence and they can happen and I can work for it and bring it to life? How can I then think and reach for bigger and not worry about the how, but ask? Ask, ask the ocean, the infinite ocean, whatever you call it. To fill your bucket. To fill my bucket, my wheelbarrow, my dump truck, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's the biggest thing that 
being a social entrepreneur, a co-founder, soul defined, art space, educate, all these titles has taught me. Um, what am I asking for? What is this vision? How does it all connect? And how can I go to this ocean of the infinite with my bucket and get it filled and bring it to life and not be so worried about the how? My job is not worried to worry about the how. That's God's job to worry about the how, which is crazy because anytime I have an idea, I'm like, okay, I could do this and this. And then it's like, wait, how am I going to do this? I ain't got no money. Like, what, 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 what are you talking about? And um, which she's teaching me to go back to the vision. Your job is not to worry about the how. The how to is not up to you. Like, mm. go back to the vision, saturate yourself in the vision, and let that be your guide. So when these negative things of how am I going to do this and all the detrimental things come into play, go back to the vision. Right. Mm-hmm. Re- replay the vision on your phone, re- voice record it so you can hear yourself saying what the vision is and get activated in the vision. While I was at Harvard, I had to do, y'all know uh, Insecure when Issa's in the mirror doing her rap. I had to, yep. I had to create a rap <laughs> for myself yes. to pump myself up. And then I would walk to campus saying um, a scripture. I believe God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can think or ask because I honor him. His blessings will chase me down and overtake me. I will be at the right place at the right time. People will go out of their way to be good to me. Like I had to say that over and over (laughs) in my head and know that I can speak this thing and it can happen. And that's the biggest thing that this this art form has taught me. I've gotten to perform nationally, internationally, on stages. I've gotten to perform with the people that I admire the most in this dance, Ayadeli Cassell, uh, Dormisha, um, some of my comrades in the dance. I've gotten an opportunity to co-found an organization that's doing amazing things and really looking to impact the world. Mm-hmm. And we can speak it. Mm-hmm. And it can. It ain't. It's not always easy. It's not just like, oh, you. I dream of genie. Wiggle your nose, and it's gonna come up. No, no, no. You still right. gotta put some work in there. Like, absolutely. But knowing that your voice and my voice has power has been like the biggest thing that I've learned, and yeah. I continue to learn. Amen. Yeah, that's a word. Up for that. That's a word. That's a word. A bar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's you know. No, I was about to say too when you were talking about your your Issa rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm like you. You remember? You remember your verse? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Curse on the podcast. I mean, listen. You know. I mean, it's been the episode been curse free, but you know we have we we do you know. So if if you get do what you got to do. Okay. You ready? We ready? We ready? They go like this. Cause you the shit, you the top, top, top of the list. Cause you the shit, you make programming and just don't quit. Cause you the shit, you the leader and the boss, bitch. Innovative, so creative and intelligent. Cause you the shit, hey. over programming, killing the game. Cause you the shit, so blessed. Yes, look at your frame. Cause you the shit, walking it fully confident. You know the game, tell everybody say your name. Cause you the shit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, okay. No. I right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That, that was, was awesome. Yeah. Listen, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna have to catch myself. I'm gonna be walking my daughter to the bus stop tomorrow. But like, you, oh no, can't say that in front of the baby. Let me drop her off first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. 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 Nah, that's dope. That's dope. Oh my god, it. that was awesome. <laughs> So right before, before we get into our, our rapid fire questions, we get, okay. before we wrap up, 
What um, this is your opportunity to promote what you're doing. What do you have next? What's mm -hmm. on the lineup? What do you have going on for yeah, you? Yeah, so next, um, Soul Define is performing in Battery Dance Festival in New York City on the okay. Hudson. So excited about that! It's okay. August fourteenth. Um, I believe the time is seven o'clock p.m. Okay. Seven or eight. Uh, but I'll send a link if if you know you okay. want. Okay. And for those of you that are watching um, online, we have the, her, her website, uh, her website and her Instagram well. listed. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sure you find some of that information there. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's next up. We're still doing performances um, nationally in the community, but that's our next show. And I'm really excited about that show. We're also going to um, drop some huge news that the company just received. I can't say what it is yet because they told us we couldn't talk about it. But okay, it okay. is humongous um, for the company. And I'm really proud of the work that we're doing. Awesome. And that's saying a lot because y'all are already doing big things. Right. So, yeah. So, so we're excited. Excited yes, to hear Definitely it, keep us know. posted on that yeah. so we can mm -hmm. continue to support y'all. Now it's time. Is, is it that, time? Is that it's time? It's that time. Okay. It's that time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I wish I remembered to get the pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we just got to do it. All right. We just got to do it. You setting it off? What are we doing? You can do the first one. Okay, so, we're okay. gonna, so we have four rapid fire questions for okay. you. You have to. You have some options. You got to choose one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and you know, I get and one out of the four, or one out of, of well, one out of each. We have four separate questions. Right. And the, okay. For the first one, you have to one answer out of it. One you know. answer. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, right. oh, you know what? Let me set this up because I'm just for context, and you can do the second one. Okay. Okay. So. You had mentioned before, born and, born and raised, I can't even talk right now, born and raised <laughs> in Flint, Michigan, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, but spent, of course, majority of your adult life here in the DMV. Mm -hmm. So, thinking back to your childhood and what you've been doing in the last several years, right? Mm -hmm. we, we're foodies. Stan and I love food. We love to eat. Who doesn't love okay. food? So, Coney Dog or Chicken Wings and Mumbo? Y'all ain't have to do that. Coney dog all day. I'm Flint Town all day. I'm Flint Town. Okay, okay. I love that you felt the way about it. Like, you, you ain't have to do that. I was like, why you make me make these make these type of choices? You know what I'm saying? No shade, but Coney. Okay, okay, okay. We respect it. We respect it. Okay. Yes, yes. So now this is always. Uh, uh, I feel like it's an easy thing for people who've never taught, but like I feel like it's a bit more challenging for for those of us who are teaching artists. And so, would you rather teach or perform? Oh, hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God, would I rather mm. teach or perform? Oh, they both have their ups and downs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so That's sorry. hard. That's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say perform. Okay. 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 No Respect judgment. You. No judgment. Can, can I share something with you that uh, my teacher said to me in um, in high school? My art yeah. teacher in high school. Um, she basically was like, "The world is a stage. Even when I get up here and I'm teaching, it's a performance. Mm -hmm. You know." True, true, and so true. yeah, so uh, like, okay, I'm changing and, my answer. You remember? <laughs> 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 yeah, but that definitely. I, it's funny it's something that when she said it it didn't fully click because I'm like 16 maybe 15 mm -hmm. but when um, when I got to New York and I started like uh, teaching a bit more mm -hmm. I realized immediately I was like man this is no different than yeah. working a crowd like at a live show this is it's very similar you know yeah. that makes me yeah. think of um, 
you know, <laughs> I'd be pulling stuff from way back. I was a kid and my sister used to take this class, um, uh, Shakespeare type class. I can't remember what it was mm -hmm. called because I was a kid, but I remember her saying, all the world is a stage and we are mm -hmm. merely players. That's what yeah. that makes me think of. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because yeah. even when you're performing, you are essentially teaching. You're showing, oh, yeah. right? You're showing, you're displaying, you're exhibiting. So mm -hmm. yeah. call and response yeah. is call and response. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So the next one. Okay. Ooh. Oh, oh God. Right. All right. Yeah. Get the picture. Right. Get the legends up. <laughs> the legends quick. up. So um, going back to thinking of our history, right? For the pioneers of this dance genre, Nicholas Brothers or the Heinz Brothers. Nicholas Brothers. Okay. 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 All right. So that was, she was quick. She was could, quick on that one. You can leave this picture yeah. up. Okay, okay. Okay. So with this picture, we have some you know notable players, folks from past and present. We're gonna take us off the screen, but y'all yeah, are still so here. Yeah, so folks can see. Yeah, yeah. So if um, going through the the images that you see in front of you, right? Describe if you could have one word to describe each artist. So we have, for instance, John W. Bubbles. Oh, who's a oh, sepia bubbles. in the sepia tone? What's one word to describe him that you would say or about his style or about his, what you know about him? Know of him? Heel drops. Um, he's drops, considered so. the founder of what was called rhythm tap. He's considered the founder of that. Mm. Um, he also taught Fred Astaire. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And for those of you that love classic movies, my introduction to him was Cabin in the Sky. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you mm. watch it. It is black excellence at its finest. Yeah. I'll say I'll put it that way. Um, for those again watching um, on YouTube on the top, I would say center, we have Bill Bojangles Robinson. Yeah. What would you what would you say? What was a word to describe him? Uh, the mayor of Harlem. Mayor. Um, Oh, rule breaker. He's the reason why we don't have to perform in blackface. Mm -hmm. That part. Yeah. Wow. And why we can perform solo acts. Yep. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the lower right, we have Bill Bailey, brother of uh, Pearl Bailey, hey. who's also a notable artist in her own right. But Bill Bailey was known for doing, before Michael Jackson, for those giving history, was doing the moonwalk. Was doing the moonwalk. And I, I was trying to get a gift. There's a perfect gift from, <laughs> <laughs> from um, Cabin in the Sky where he does it. But mm -hmm. yeah. So yes, Bill Bailey. What do you have to say about him? Smooth. Smooth. Mm. That's yep. the original smooth criminal right there. That, that yeah. moonwalk clip. You're like, oh, we've been doing, this is what I mean. Like, we don't own this stuff. These people yeah. are the pioneers of this yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. In the center top, we have Cora LaRed, who was a phenomenal artist. Was watching her videos. I mean, honey, she was just yeah. She's okay. so. What would you? Yeah. What would you say about her? Fierce, and I want to know more about her. Like, unfortunately, there is not much written about Cora yeah. LaRed, but there is something to be said about. I think this clip was like 1920s or maybe before. Mm -hmm. And she's first of all, she's black, she's dark skinned, mm -hmm. and she got on short shorts. Yes, mm -hmm. honey, she had hot pants, honey. So <laughs> you already know the stuff that people were probably saying about her physicality. You know, and, yeah. and, and what she looks like. Like, what were the things that she experienced? What did she have to go through? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and right. she singing. She was singing and tapping in that clip. Yes, she was. Yeah. Yes, she as, was. As the only man in the room, thank you for pointing out. Uh, you know the short shorts. <laughs> I didn't want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, because I see these things. You know what I'm saying? But I leave it to the sisters to uh, to speak on it. You know to speak on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next up, another sister we have on here is J- lower um, lower sensor Jenny Lagon. Yeah, Lagon. Lagon. Oh man, Queen! Mm-hmm. I got to meet her at uh, the Tap Festival in Flint called Tapology. Wow. Every year, Tapology holds a festival um, and honors some of these greats that you see on the screen, and just really bring their prominence back to our attention. Mm-hmm. Jenny Lagon, first Black woman to get a major motion picture deal, mm-hmm. um, first only woman to perform with uh, Bojangles. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Shirley Temple. She was a kid. Right. Right. <laughs> right. She wasn't a woman. She wasn't right. a woman. Yeah. Uh, next we have Mr. Man himself, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh. in the lower center, with his hands flared out, honey. What you got to say about him? He's so versatile. Yeah. yeah. Singing the deck, dancing, the acting, the triple threat, the comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like. I've seen some early clips of him, and he was getting down. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. getting down, and you had to be able to do it all at that time. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then you have your former you uh, peer, your <laughs> Mr. Savion Glover. Yeah. Hard hitting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. My time um, learning under Savion, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for it because he plays the music differently. And mm-hmm. so when you enter into that space, you are on planet Savion. Like, forget mm-hmm. what you thought you knew. Forget the steps that you thought you knew. Like, be in this space and learn and grow. And it really helped grow my artistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another peer that you have is uh, who's been making um, incredible um, an impact in the industry is Chloe Arnold in the upper right. Yeah. Um, I would say boss mm-hmm. like she she's she and her sister have been working really hard in the commercial space yeah. um, which can be a difficult space to get into and they've been really bringing talk about speaking things into existence they've been bringing some goals and things to life yeah. and it's been it's been incredible to watch yeah mm-hmm. and the last slide that we have on um, the person that we want you to you know speak on is miss quinn johnson oh, <laughs> oh man I remember this day, a friend of mine, uh, Kofi Handen, did these photos for me. And I had just arrived back from um, being on tour with Four mm. After Midnight. Mm. Um, hey, girl. I don't hey, even girl. know what I would say. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. And live in abundance. Live yeah. in abundance. That's the word of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, well, Miss Quinn, thank you, thank you so much. This was so much fun. We had a great time having you. We got we got to learn some history. We got to learn about your creative journey. We got some knowledge. You took us got to, to church. Ce- celebrate the ancestors. <laughs> got to celebrate we, you. Right, you know? we celebrated the ancestors. We went to church, girl. Man. We did it all. <laughs> we <laughs> thank you both. That's literally how I define my soul. Literally, yes. all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
No, yeah. that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. You know, for those of you, if you again, if you like what you heard and you want to learn more, please, please go and check out Miss Quinn Johnson and her, her website, website. Soul Defined, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like what you what you saw today, what you heard, make sure to subscribe and like because we got that more part, for that you. Part, that part. But Quinn, stick around. We're about to close up. Yeah, we'll but thank up. you so so much for everything and for sharing your journey with us. Mm-hmm. We are so excited to, yeah, with yeah. what you do next. So definitely right. keep us posted. And thank definitely, you both. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. it's a, been a pleasure and an honor. To everyone in the chat, thank you so much for tuning in live and stuff. Thank you for your comments and everything. Uh, I'll bring up one quick one because um, I missed it before when we were talking about Savion. Yeah, Bamboozled, man. Mm-hmm. That movie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, yeah. And yeah. Stephanie says, thank you for your authenticity and sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but thanks again to everybody watching. Shout out to our sponsor, Words Beats in Life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we're hoping to have some great news for you soon about this unique opportunity that was presented to us. Hopefully by next show, we'll have okay. that completely locked in. So y'all stay tuned. Speaking of next show, do you next know who, show who we, we have next? a visual artist, Opie Snow, will be in the house. Hey, that's okay. what's up. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opie Snow is an amazing visual artist and um, and is actually a partner to um, one of our past guests. Yes, um, uh, also a Pratt alumni, uh, yeah, Michael Blacklight. Blacklight. Yep, nice. Yeah, man. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so sis, thank you so much, Quinn. Thank, thank you. you for your time. Um, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So let's uh, get that exit music going yeah. right about <laughs> now. Wish everybody say peace. Peace. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Artistry, where art meets industry. Season four of Artistry is powered by Words, Beats, and Life. Visit www.wblinc.org to learn more. This podcast is produced by Substantial Art and Music. For more information, please visit www.subartandmusic.com. You can also follow us on social media at Subart and Music. Peace.